Hello and welcome to another edition of Financial Management God's Way. Our topic for today is a timely one for sure, dealing with inflation and higher interest rates from a biblical perspective. Tom Copeland is our guest, and first and foremost, he is a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ who has been called to teach God's Word on finances. He has been teaching on finances since 1982. He has helped thousands of people reduce debt, build up some savings, and experience God's peace in the area of finances. Tom's Financial Moments are currently aired on 191 radio stations and seven TV stations across Canada. Tom is the author of the in-depth biblical financial study titled Financial Management God's Way, as well as several workshop series including Debt Reduction God's Way. Tom is the president and founder of Copeland Financial Ministries who teach what the Bible says on finances. For more information, you can check out copelandfinancialministries.org. Again, that's copelandfinancialministries.org. Tom, thank you so much for joining us today. It's great to be here, Steve. Thanks for having me. As you know, we have this big problem in our country and around the world with inflation. Can you just uh, comment on what's happening right now? Yes, Steve. Inflation is a major problem. The numbers for the month of May for Canada was 7.7%. And just yesterday, the numbers for the month of June came out in the United States at 9.1%. It's the highest inflation we've seen in 39 years. As we all know, the price of gasoline at the pump has doubled since June of 2020. Groceries and almost everything is more expensive. The current inflation rate is considerably higher than salary increases, so many people cannot continue to afford to buy the same products and services that they did in the past. In other words, many people are going to have to learn to live with less. They're going to have to learn to to be content because many have been living paycheck to paycheck. They've been spending all their regular income. And if they continue with their current lifestyle, they'll accumulate even more debt and eventually suffer the consequences. We are getting lots of advice during these times, Tom, but we know that you decide, hey, we need to go and find out what the Bible says about what we're living through right now. And so what would you say to people who are encountering significantly higher costs of living? Here's some initial steps. As instructed in James 1.5, that's a scripture that I quote and I pray very often where it says, if any of us lack wisdom, we all lack wisdom, we should ask God and God will give it to us abundantly. So we need to pray and ask God for his wisdom because there can be several options within the biblical guidelines and everyone needs God's direction in order to make the wisest decision. Secondly, determine your financial position. List out all your debts, face reality, list them all out, and list out your assets. And the first thing I encourage people to do, determine what assets you have that you don't absolutely need and sell them in order to pay down some debt. Because if you pay down debt, that's going to free up your cash flow and make it easier to deal with inflation. Thirdly, determine where you've been spending money. Suggestion, record all your expenses. Go through your bank statements, credit card statements, that kind of stuff. Over the past four months, list out your expenses on form number six of the Copeland Budgeting System. Divide the totals by four to get an average of your monthly costs. And then compare that to your income to see if you currently have a deficit or surplus each month. As a result of inflation, a lot of people have a monthly deficit. In other words, they're spending is exceeding their income. In Proverbs 27, 23, God admonishes us to know where we're at financially. So by tracking your expenses, you will know your financial facts and that will enable you to become more conscious of where your money's going, which means you'll likely spend less. And also when you know your financial facts, you're going to be able to make wiser decisions. That's a really good start, Tom. Do you have any other advice? Yes, I'd have three other recommendations. Review your normal monthly expenses and eliminate any discretionary expenses. Uh, Anything that's truly discretionary, that's a want, desire, not a need, eliminate it. 
Remember that Christ promised to meet our needs, not necessarily our wants and desires, Matthew chapter 6. And if you have a positive cash flow after doing that in your projected budget, you should be able to continue with your current lifestyle, excluding the discretionary expenses. On the other hand, if after eliminating the discretionary expenses from your budget, you're still spending more than you're earning, then you need to either increase your income or do some significant downsizing to ensure you can balance your budget. For example, you may have to sell one of your cars or even downsize your home. And for individuals and couples who were just getting by with respect to the income that they earned prior to their cost of living increasing, inflation is going to force you folks to make some significant changes. If you don't decrease your expenses or increase your income, then you're going to accumulate more debt and eventually suffer the consequences. Here's a key scripture, Proverbs 22, 3, which says, The prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and suffer for it. Tom, it seems that the cost of living is definitely going up faster than the salaries are. So people are going to have to be content with less. Do you agree? Absolutely. And that's what the case is for many people. Cost of living going up faster than their salary. And you have no choice but to downsize, to reduce, eliminate discretionary expenses. And in many cases, just learn to be content with less. This is doable. Even the Apostle Paul, we know how committed he was. And here's what he said in Philippians 4, 11 to 13. For I've learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or want, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Similarly, because of inflation, many people will have to learn to be content with less. Okay, so we hear that go by, and some of us got stuck in one thing, Tom, and that's learning the secret of being content. So the question, what was Paul's secret? The answer is provided in verse 13, where Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And remember in Colossians 3, 1 and 2, Paul said, Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. In other words, Paul's focus was on things of eternal value, such as the salvation of people and the discipleship of believers. Similarly, if you focus on things of eternal value, then the material things will become a whole lot less important to you and you will learn to be content with less. This is Financial Management God's Way with Tom Copeland. I'm your host, Steve Jones. Tom, as you know, interest rates have increased substantially over the last several months. Can you explain what exactly has happened and what kind of an impact this is going to have on us? Today, it's July 15th of 2022. Since the beginning of the year, the typical five-year fixed mortgage rates on a house in Canada has increased from approximately 2% to about 5.5%. My guess that's going up even higher as the Bank of Canada just raised its rates a couple of days ago. It's no surprise that uh, I'm receiving about 25 emails a week from individuals and couples who are experiencing financial difficulties because their mortgage payments have increased substantially. This is very serious because when people's mortgages come due, many will find that their mortgage payment has increased substantially and they will not be able to afford their homes. And for those people who have variable rate mortgages, their mortgage payments have already increased as the interest rate on the variable rate mortgages has increased from approximately 1.5% earlier this year, and it's currently about 4.2%. I did some detailed calculations, and based on what's happening currently, using a 25-year amortization, which is what most people have, for most people, their mortgage payments are going to increase anywhere from about 27% up to 44% based on the current rates. And unfortunately, 
these rates could go higher because the governments are trying to solve the inflation problem. And I know from decades of experience, it's going to be hard for them to do that. And so it could get even worse. I can say this. Most people live paycheck to paycheck. That is, they spend all the regular income and they have no savings and they have no cushion within their monthly cash flow. So as a result, many people will be forced to downsize their home and others will lose their home altogether. I am concerned for these people. Okay, I'm guessing that probably represents the majority of people. So what about those people who have managed their money according to what the Bible teaches them to do over the last number of years? What kind of an impact will higher interest rates generally have on them? Generally speaking, the impact will not be significant. If someone has no debt, there's no negative impact to them with respect to interest rates. Matter of fact, if they've been following the biblical principle of Proverbs 21.20, where it says, In the house of the wise, there's a storage of choice food and oil but a foolish man devours all he has, they're going to have some savings and they'll actually be able to get more when they invest their savings in things like GICs because the interest rates are higher. So for those who have followed biblical financial principles, they're going to be in a lot better shape than those who haven't. And I've received a few, a number of emails just in the last couple of months of people thanking me and other people in my ministry for the biblical advice that they received a number of years ago, where they've been able to reduce debt or eliminate debt and build up some savings. And they're in good financial shape to survive these tough times. Okay. So there's some people who are thinking, Hey, that's the way I want to be. I want to be following God's biblical principles. I want to be on the track that God wants me to be on. But unfortunately right now I have a lot of debt And it's stressing me out because that's all I hear is this high inflation and higher interest rates. So what would you say to them? Here's some initial advice, five initial points for anyone who has significant debt. Number one, learn God's word on finances. Most Christians have been violating biblical principles unknowingly. Most know about tithing, which represents only 3% of the 2,350 references in the Bible to money and material things. So the other 97%, which is over 2,000 scriptures, There's tremendous wisdom in God's word on finances, but most people don't know what it is. For example, God's perspective on debt and saving is very different than the world's perspective. Easy credit today encourages people to buy now, pay later, and use debt freely, which the world promotes. However, God's directive is to use as little debt as possible and pay it off as quick as possible and to be content with God's provision. In Luke 3.14, John the Baptist said, be content with your pay. Further, in Deuteronomy chapter 28, God promised the people of Israel that if they fully obeyed him, They would be lenders and not borrowers. Secondly, list out all your debts, including the repayment terms, the maturity dates, and the interest rates. You need to face the truth about your finances. If you ignore it, it'll just get worse. And Proverbs 27, 23 says, be sure you know the condition of your flocks. Give careful attention to your herds. Thirdly, develop and implement a spending plan to ensure that you spend less than you earn and have a surplus each month to pay down debt. Managing your monthly cash flow is a foundation of your finances. And most people are not managing their monthly cash flow well. They're unintentionally spending more than they're making and accumulating debt when you should be doing the opposite, purposely spending less than you're making and having a surplus so you can pay down debt. And of course, in the parable of the tower, Christ admonished us to plan ahead and having a spending plan or a budget is biblical. Next, use your monthly surplus to pay down the most expensive debt, which is usually your credit cards and then pay down the other debts. Going forward, be sure to track your expenses. You could use form number six of the Copeland budgeting system. Uh, So you know your financial facts, you know where your money's going rather than guessing. And as you do that, you'll become more conscious of where your money's going. You'll tend to spend less. And if you're married, show it to your spouse. And if you're single, have an accountability partner. This is Financial Management God's Way with Chartered Accountant Tom Copeland. Tom, what advice would you give to somebody who is 
their mortgage is coming due in the very near future, and they know they're going to be facing higher interest rates and a bigger mortgage payment. What advice would you have for them? I'd say the first thing, check with your bank and at least two other financial institutions to see what the current and best interest rates are for fixed and variable mortgages. Determine how much your mortgage payment will be under the fixed and variable options as well as the amortization period. Then prepare a budget, a spending plan that is, you know, to determine how much you can afford on your mortgage after it's renewed. Don't just wait until it comes due. It may be that's going to create a lot of problems then. Do it in advance. In other words, develop a realistic budget that hopefully enables you to make your future mortgage payment, which will likely be higher. And if you have a projected monthly deficit, then you're going to need to look at eliminating some non-essential expenses to see if you can get your budget to balance. And as you develop your budget, be sure to include the non-monthly expenses, the annual insurance premiums and unexpected expenditures such as automobile and house repairs. Form number three of the Copeland Budgeting System can help you with these calculations. And if you cannot come up with a reasonable spending plan or budget that demonstrates that you can afford the higher mortgage payment, then you need to either earn more income or make some tough decision to downsize your lifestyle, which may include selling one of your cars or downsizing your home. For those of us who have gone through the process of having a mortgage or at least looking into a mortgage, we know the difference between the variable interest rate on the mortgage versus the fixed interest rate. Can you just break it down for those maybe who are unfamiliar with that? A mortgage with a fixed interest rate means the bank is committed to giving you that interest rate for the agreed term, which is typically two to five years. A mortgage with a variable rate means the rate goes up and down depending upon the bank's prime rate. At the time of this interview, a closed variable five-year mortgage rate is about 4.2% and the fixed five-year mortgage rate is about 5.5%. Actually, some are even quoting as high as 6%. This is common. Usually the variable rate is lower than the fixed rate. With the variable rate mortgage, you take the risk that if rates increase significantly, you could be worse off compared to a fixed rate mortgage. And let me make a comment on this because I find often that mortgage brokers are all saying, go with the variable, go with the variable. Today, I'm not sure. Maybe that's the right decision. Maybe it isn't. I don't know where mortgage payments are going over the next several months. But I do know, for example, at the beginning of 2022, if you went with a fixed mortgage rate, you could have got it at 2% at that point in time and probably even February and part of March. Going with the fixed was actually the best decision to go with the fixed, even though it was higher than the variable at that time. But people with fixed rates, I know a number of people that have fixed in at 2% and 3% and even 3.5%, and they're quite happy they did that. So you need to discern what God wants you to do on the fixed versus variable. Okay, is there anything else to add on that of which one to pick? Do you have any other advice on that? Yeah, it's really tough whether to go with fixed or variable. If you don't think rates are going to go up that much higher, then you'd want to go with the variable rate mortgage because it's always less than the fixed. But if you think rates are going to go up a lot higher and stay up higher, then you may be better off to go with the fixed mortgage. I don't know the future, only God does. So every Christian needs to pray and discern exactly what the Lord wants them to do. This is Financial Management God's Way with Chartered Accountant Tom Copeland. Tom, uh, we've gone over mortgages a lot. Is there anything else, any other advice you have for somebody who might have a mortgage coming due in the very near future? Number one, shop around for the best deal. Talk to at least three financial institutions. And here's what's really important. Note that their posted rate on their website can often be negotiated, particularly if you have a good credit rating and if you have significant equity in your home. So don't just accept the rate on their website. Negotiate with them. Ask them to go to the manager even to give you a better rate. 
and maybe even consider a mortgage broker. If you're not satisfied with what your bank is offering you, go to a broker and see if they can do something better because they can often access several financial institutions. Secondly, be sure to obtain flexibility within the repayment of your mortgage. Often financial institutions will allow you to either double up on your payments or pay an additional lump sum every year against the principal without incurring any penalties. And you want lots of flexibility there because going forward, as I've encouraged for four decades, I encourage people going forward as well. And it becomes even more critical now, pay down your mortgage as fast as you can. And if you think you may sell your place within the next few years, then you're likely to best to get a shorter term variable rate mortgage, say maybe one or two or three years, and make it variable rate because if you do have to break the mortgage, the cost to break a variable rate mortgage is less than the cost to break a, a fixed mortgage. And since it's God's best for his children to be totally debt-free, work towards diligently paying off your mortgage and all your debts completely. I've helped several thousand people become totally debt-free in the last four decades, and no one has ever regretted it. No one's ever come back to me and say, hey, Tom, we missed that mortgage payment or we missed those car loan payments. No one's ever come back and said that. They all said the same thing. Praise God, we have surplus cash every month. We can take that special family vacation. We can give more to the Lord's work. We don't feel the financial stress that we used to feel. This is Financial Management God's Way with Chartered Accountant Tom Copeland. High inflation, high interest rates. You see that as the headline online, on TV, even on the radio. Many financial experts believe that it's only going to get worse over the next few years. So what advice do you have specifically for Christians during these times, Tom? I think first remember as individuals, we cannot control interest rates or inflation, but we can control how we use the money that God has entrusted to us. So I encourage you to focus on what you can control and don't get stressed out about the negative news from the media. And remember that God will meet our needs as we put him first, Matthew 6, 31 to 33. And in Philippians 4.19, Paul said, And my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. So God's promised to meet our needs as we put him first. Okay, so that phrase, put God first in managing money, it sounds really good. But what does that mean? In other words, how can a Christian be good, be a good steward of their money? The most important aspect of biblical stewardship is acknowledging in your heart and mind that God owns absolutely everything. Haggai 2.8 says, The silver is mine and the gold is mine, declares the Lord Almighty. And that we are stewards or managers of the money that God's entrusted to us. God is the owner. Remember, you're only managing it for the short time you're here on earth. As Paul said, we brought nothing into this world. We shall take nothing out of it. And in 1 Corinthians 4, 2, it says, Now it is required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. Faithfulness to God is the key. And the only way a Christian can do that is by managing money, the money that God's entrusted to them, according to God's principles and God's will. That's what faithfulness is all about. Dig into God's word, follow the biblical principles, pray and discern what God wants you to do when you're faced with a particular financial decision. And there's just no substitute for getting into God's word. Joshua 1.8 says, Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. And unfortunately, most Christians are not managing money according to biblical principles because they haven't studied all aspects of what the Bible says on finances. Okay, so that's one side of the situation where somebody trusts God with their finances, they apply those biblical principles, but let's say that somebody has a pile of debt right now and they see no way out of it except for declaring bankruptcy, what would you say to them? I'd say for over four decades, I've provided biblical financial advice to thousands of individuals and couples. I've seen people with huge mortgages, uh, large credit card debt, 
incredible personal lines of credit, car loans, every kind of debt you can think of, many credit cards. For those individuals who took the time and effort to learn and implement God's financial principles, in almost every case, God enabled them to get out of debt and avoid bankruptcy. Now, it didn't happen overnight. Often it takes two, three years to get rid of the credit card debt. Another year or two, get rid of the car loans. And it may take seven to 10 years to get rid of debt completely, but it's doable. Often God would provide, like I say, the little miracles, the individuals would get more income or whatever, but also the people would start to distinguish between a need versus a want, and they would eliminate unnecessary expenses. Typically, they would develop and implement a budget. They made sure that they had a surplus each month, and by managing their monthly cash flow wisely like that, they take that surplus and use it to pay down debt. Tom, I have a feeling somebody is thinking, hey, Tom, I love what you're saying, but you have no idea what it's like. I bet you've never had debt in your whole life. You don't even know what I'm talking about. But Tom, I have a feeling that your testimony says something different. Yeah, it's interesting. I accepted Christ April 12, 1981. And at that point, I had a lot of debt. And I mean a lot of debt. No one ever taught me the biblical principles. I was already a new chartered accountant. They didn't teach the biblical principles in the CA program. They didn't teach it in the BCom program at the university I went to. I had not followed biblical principles. I didn't know what they were. Shortly thereafter, I obtained a number of resources authored by Larry Burkett, who was a great teacher of God's word on finances. Um, And I remember when I started this, again, I was a new CA. I thought the Bible would be academic with respect to finances. However, as I listened to Larry's tapes, I was amazed that the Bible contains so much wisdom and practical advice on finances. I meditated upon some key scriptures. God spoke to me through his word, Hebrews 4.12, and God changed the way I manage money. The Lord did it through his word and through his spirit. In 1982, a time that was worse than what we have now, interest rates now are, like I say, mortgage may be as high as 6%. In 1982, when interest rates were like 18 to 20%, mortgage rates were 15, 17%. God directed me to start my own accounting practice. It was also a bad recession at that time. I had almost no clients. But over the next three years, as I applied the biblical principles in both my personal life and also in managing the business that I had, including giving 10% to the Lord's work, God did amazing things and provided me with many clients, many clients, including some very large ones who would normally not use a sole practitioner. Clients were coming from all over the place, and I knew it was just a blessing from God. It was not as a result of my hard work. Within three years, God provided an accounting practice that would normally take 20 years to build, and I praised the King of the King and the Lord of Lords. And within those three years, I was totally debt-free, no mortgage, no debt whatsoever. That was 1985. I've never borrowed any money since then. And I praise the Lord for the financial wisdom in his word. And I thank God for guiding me and directing me every step of the way. And I can tell you, this can be your story. If you dig into God's word, you diligently apply it, and you'd be willing to do what God wants you to do with the money that he's entrusted to you. We're hearing this advice today, which is biblical counsel, because what you're getting is directly from the Bible. So what is the value of obtaining that before making a major financial decision, especially with something like renewing the mortgage? Is that something people should get before they renew their mortgage? The biblical counsel? Absolutely. They need to get it from three sources. First, from God himself. First Kings 22.5 says, Joseph had said to the king of Israel, first seek the counsel of the Lord. Secondly, from his word. Psalms 119.24 says, your statutes are my delight. They are my counselors. God's word has got tremendous amount on finances And if you read through it and focus on the scriptures that deal with finances, God can speak to you through his word. 
And also seek the advice of a godly financial or mortgage advisor. And if you're married, it's best to consult your spouse as well, as God wants husband and wife to be one flesh, Genesis 2.24, with respect to any financial decision. We have been hearing a lot today, and sometimes it's a lot to process, and you're thinking, can I get more on this? How do I learn more? And that's why Tom's website is so helpful at copelandfinancialministries.org. That's copelandfinancialministries.org. In addition, you can join Tom's Financial Moment email list. A Financial Moment is a one-minute summary of a biblical principle on finance. If you'd like a copy of the audio of this interview, it can be downloaded from the website. Again, that's copelandfinancialministries.org. Further, Tom or one of his financial coaches can provide biblically-based financial advice to individuals, couples, or business owners. If you're interested, go to the website, send Tom an email. Further, there's a number of CDs and DVDs on various financial topics that you can obtain at no charge except to pay for the shipping, and you can access those, again, all of that at copelandfinancialministries.org, or you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter under Bible Finance. Tom, I understand that you have just recently wrapped up a new book. Can you talk about that? Yes. uh, The one that's recently printed is called Financial Moments, Biblical Principles That Will Transform How You Manage Money. A Financial Moments, a one-minute summary of a biblical principle on finances, just like you hear on radio or TV. There's 360 financial moments in this book on 20 different topics. So you can use the book as a daily devotion, or you can focus on the financial topics that you're interested in. The cost is $20 plus shipping. As usual, we don't make any profit on this. And as usual, if someone needs the copy of the book and they can't afford it, just send us an email, explain your situation. We'll give it to you for free. And of course, you can go to our website for that, copelandfinancialministries.org. Also, I have a new book that's just not quite out yet, but it's going to be around. Uh, the ebook should be ready by about the end of August and the hard copy by the end of September 2022. And this one is really applicable for today. It's called Debt Reduction, Biblical Financial Principles to Deal with Inflation, Higher Interest Rates, and Eliminate Debt. And again, you can get that from our website if you go to it, copelandfinancialministries.org. Tom, there's also several small groups. You always seem to have one happening. Can you talk a little bit about those? Yeah, these small groups are going through my in-depth study, Financial Management God's Way. This is a study where we've seen the most significant permanent change in the way people manage money. All these studies take place on Zoom, so it doesn't matter where you live. We have one already set up on our website starting about the third week of September. We're going to have some others. And in the past, we've had people from all over the place, right across the country, from the United States and various other places. This has just been great to be able to help people. This study is 12 sessions, two hours each session, and three hours of homework. So it's a fair bit of work, but I'll tell you, it's really well worth it. And lots of people have benefited from it over the last uh, 12 years. Tom, this is a very timely topic because inflation and higher interest rates are a great concern for us. Do you have any final thoughts? Yes, I encourage everyone to invest the time to learn what God's Word says on finances. Again, for those who have managed money God's way for the past several years, the higher interest rates and the inflation have no major negative impact on them. So if you've not been following the biblical principles, I really encourage you to learn and apply them ASAP. There's no substitute for studying and meditating upon Scripture that relates to finances. In addition, develop a future budget well before your mortgage comes due so that you won't end up in a financial mess if indeed your mortgage payment increases substantially. The sooner you act and the sooner you plan ahead, the better. This has been Financial Management God's Way with Chartered Accountant Tom Copeland, and I'm your host, Steve Jones. Tom, would you take a moment to just close in prayer? 
Father, I just pray through your word and your spirit that you will touch the hearts of the people listening to this show and that they follow up and learn your principles on finances and how to deal with, and particularly how to deal with higher inflation, higher interest rates, and just guide and direct them, Father. And I pray that they would follow up and manage the money you've entrusted to them according to your principles and your specific will. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. 